재미와 지식의 오디오라이프 팝빵 Every Sunday, we start the show with Helen Cho's hot new releases. Helen is a freelance translator and interpreter. Morning, Helen. Good morning. How are you today? Good. How are you? I'm very good, thank you. Happy as always. <laughs> <laughs> I would like to point out that when I said uh, we'll be listening to Cinnamon Girl by Neil Young, Helen Cho was very, very tickled because it is a reference. It's a very subtle reference yes. to one of the books that she'll be mentioning today. So what news from the international publishing world do you want to start? with today? Well, I'm super excited about Anne Tyler's brand new title, which happens to be called Vinegar Girl. Vinegar Girl, not That's cinnamon. Uh, yes. no, no. There's a the connection. I love this random, most unlikely song connection. Mm-hmm. We have a brilliant producer. Yes, <laughs> and a writer. Mm-hmm. So, um, Anne Tyler's new title, Vinegar Girl, is the mm-hmm. latest addition to Hogarth Shakespeare series. Mm-hmm. Oh, so before we discuss the book itself, can you remind us about the Hogarth Shakespeare series? So this project was launched in October 2015, and it sees Shakespeare's works retold by eight most acclaimed and best-selling novelists of today. Mm. And the press, the publishing house, Hogarth Press, was actually founded by Virginia Woolf and her husband in 1917. Mm-hmm. And And, you know, over the years, Shakespeare's plays have been adapted, rewritten, altered and reimagined for, you know, centuries and centuries um, after he died for um, some 400 years ago. And these revisions really keep Shakespeare's works fresh and giving the stories a modern flavor. Mm-hmm. And Shakespeare has been updated and adapted into different genres as well over the years, right? Yes. Source studies is an important aspect of Shakespeare's scholarship. Mm-hmm. Shakespeare himself borrowed stories from many other sources. Mm -hmm. and from different countries and as time has passed the plays have been turned into just whatever kind of output was fashionable at the time Mm -hmm. they've been turned into musicals paintings ballet opera movies and novels and so on and so forth Mm -hmm. that kind of reminds me of merchandising today you know like whatever sells tickets whatever whatever makes money like you do like if um shakespeare were a playwright today like I feel like there would be like Shakespeare bobblehead you know <laughs> Julia t-shirts postcards yes, postcards, postcards. Yes. Yes, yes and this brand new series of Shakespeare inspired novels is such an ambitious publishing project as you can imagine mm-hmm. and the press release from the Hogarth Shakespeare explains I quote um, the Hogarth Shakespeare will be a unique series to delight existing Shakespeare lovers and bring the world's favorite writer to a re- new readership both young and old mm-hmm. The novels will be published simultaneously across the English-speaking world in print, digital and audio formats. Mm. I wonder which authors are involved in this exciting project and which plays they've picked to reimagine. So we have eight authors in total who are involved in this project, um, mm-hmm. starting with Jeanette Winterson's new take on The Winter's Tale. It's mm-hmm. called The Gap of Time. That was the Ooh. first installment of the series. Uh-huh. And that was followed by Howard Jacobson's new um, imagination of the merchant 
Merchant of Venice, which was called Charlotte is My Name, mm-hmm. and Ann Tyler's new uh, adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew, The Vinegar Girl, right. is the latest edition. Mm-hmm. And we are still waiting for four more titles. And mm-hmm. Margaret Atwood's The Tempest is Ooh. called The Hexseed. It's mm-hmm. forthcoming in just a couple of months. It'll be mm-hmm. published in October 2016. Ooh, that's exciting. Yes. Mm-hmm. And Tracy Chevalier has chosen to retell Othello. Gillian mm-hmm. Flynn will be giving us a new adaptation mm-hmm. of Hamnet. Gillian Flynn is, is the writer who wrote uh, Gone Girl. Yes. Right? Oh, that is exciting. Best-selling yes, author. Yes. I'm actually really excited about Yonespe's Macbeth. Mm-hmm. Um, that's one of my favorite Shakespeare plays. Mm-hmm. And oh, it's going to be so gory. Yes, yeah. I know. Deliciously gory. And uh-huh. last but not least, <laughs> we have Edwards and Aubin's King Lear that mm-hmm. is yet to be published. Mm-hmm. So which title are you, are you most excited about the, among the ones that um, haven't been published yet. I have to say Macbeth. Okay. Yeah. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know, it'd be retold by none other than Yo Nespe, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. who was actually a guest on the show, I think, a few years back. Mm-hmm. Right, right. So let's hear uh, from some of the authors about the project and why they selected their particular plays. Here's a clip. What attracted me to the Shakespeare project is simply answered Shakespeare. Well, simple fact that uh, that it's Shakespeare. The opportunity to work with a text that I have loved and meditated upon privately, probably for all of my adult life. To take one of the the classic stories that he wrote about so well and and find a way to translate that into modern day and and tell it myself. You know how sometimes a friend will tell you something that happened to her and you think, wait, there must be more to it than that. I'm sure there's another side to this. Well, that's how I've always felt about The Taming of the Shrew. I saw the play, The Winter's Tale, um, really quite young, in my early 20s, and was uh, enchanted by it, struck by it, changed by it. It's got an abandoned child in it, of course, and I am. So it has a personal resonance. The reason I chose Othello is because it's a play that's not just about jealousy, not just about bullying, but it's really about being other. Othello is a stranger in a strange land, and I have spent the last 30-something years being a stranger in a strange land. Um, When I was in my early 20s, I moved from the States to England, and I still live here. And when I open my mouth um, and speak, people still say, are you on holiday? When are you going back? When I read it for the first time then, in years and years and years, I thought what a fantastic play it was and what a challenge it was to me to write uh, a contemporary novel that would be, the and I saw it at once at the same time, tragic and very, and very funny. It's short. That may not sound like a good reason, but for me, um, if I was to create a story around the plot. I really wanted it to be a short and simple plot that I can build my own story around. So, um, and also it's of course because it's it's my favorite Shakespeare play. I think the last person was Yonespo, right? I think so. I mean, mm-hmm. he kept saying that it was short and simple and Macbeth is the shortest Shakespeare play. Okay. There is. Is it really simple though? It doesn't have a subplot. For okay. one thing, oh, so okay. it's quite right. easy to follow, mm-hmm. as opposed to other intricate sort of you know comedies or tragedies. Right, okay. but it is one of the most sort of you know powerful mm-hmm. plays. 
Right, right. The whole Shakespearean work. Yeah, I, would, I don't know if I would call it simple, but, but I, I see what you mean about mm-hmm. not having any subplots. I'm it like, is the like, shortest. I think yeah, it's okay. every student's favourite Shakespeare play. <laughs> <laughs> To study for sure. Right, right, right. Um, What really struck me um, in the interview was uh, Jeanette Winterson talking about um, why she decided to adapt the Winter's Tale. She said there's an abandoned child in it, and she Mm -hmm. was abandoned. She was adopted, right? So, um, and and also other people talked about like I think it was a Tracy Chevalier. She said that. Othello is about a stranger in a strange land, and she's been a stranger in a strange land. And you can live at a a certain place for many, many years, and people will still ask you where you're from. They'll detect an accent in in your in the way you speak, or they'll they'll look at you and think that you're a tourist, right? And so I think one really striking thing about Shakespeare is that it resonates with so many people over centuries, Mm -hmm. right? Like different authors have picked different plays for personal reasons, mm-hmm. but their personal reasons are all very individual, very right. different, and that's mm-hmm. really interesting. Right, I right. Think. Yeah. Well, let's come back to the discussion after a brief song break. Here's Elton John singing The King Must Die. back as i was listening to the song i was kind of struck by how like in order for the rain to change the king has to die there is no such thing as retirement for kings isn't that strange (laughs) like presidents get to retire but but not kings well king lear tried he tried to retire by Mm -hmm. giving away all his land to his daughters Mm -hmm. but you know know wonderful things (laughs) (laughs) right yes well, let's talk about the latest addition to the Hogarth Shakespeare series. Can you tell us about Anne Tyler's adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew? Yes, her new title, Vinegar Girl, is such a charming and witty adaptation of The Taming of the Shrew. And she moved the story to Baltimore, where many of her novels are set, in fact. And she really dials down Shakespeare's brutal depiction of the war between men and women. Mm-hmm. So it's a good romantic comedy, minus the gender bias? Yeah, say that. Mm-hmm. So the vinegar girl um, of the title is Kate Battista, who is an unaffected, intelligent, headstrong beauty. And she lives at home with her dad, Lewis, who is an eccentric scientist. And she has a sister, a ditzy, uppity younger sister, Bunny. Uh-huh. Who, I like, love her name. <laughs> <laughs> and like her namesake, Bianca, is pretty and popular with the boys. You know how mm-hmm. it is. Yes, there's got to be one in every family. Yes. Right. And Shakespeare's Petruchio becomes Piotr, a goofy but brilliant research assistant who works with um, Kate's father mm-hmm. in his lab and he has a green card problem. He's mm-hmm. about to be deported out of the country and Lewis, because he believes he's on the verge of uh, making a breakthrough, he thinks he's about to discover a life-saving um, medical um, sort of discovery. So he proposes a sham marriage between his daughter Kate and his assistant Piotr so that the two men can continue their work, their research. The exposition that you just described sounds (laughs) like a dream come true for nerds. Yes. 
So yes. marry some guy for the sake of scientific research. Yes, you can imagine how mortified Kate feels at first, but eventually she comes around, especially when her dad explains that you know he doesn't expect them to actually live together as husband and wife. Mm-hmm. But needless to say, as you can imagine, the two fall in love. Mm-hmm. Uh, arranged marriage. <laughs> of course. Yes, of course. Yes, the father knows the best. Uh-huh. And this new retelling of The Taming of Dushu asks whether a, you know, a thoroughly modern, independent woman like Kate would ever sacrifice herself for a man. You know, And the answer that you have in the book is something really offbeat and funny as the character Kate herself. Mm-hmm. I think uh, people tend to think that... Um, a woman sacrificing herself for a man is like an outdated notion, but I, th- I would say a surprising number of people still do it. Yes, I think it's still in fashion, mm-hmm. right? I think yeah. it doesn't, never goes away. No, it never goes yeah. away. So, what kind of reviews did Vinegar Girl receive? It's got some brilliant reviews. Um, the Guardian says, "I quote: This sparkly, intelligent spin on Shakespeare's controversial classic demolishes the old saw that you can you can catch more flies with honey than vinegar." Mm-hmm. And the Sunday Telegraph describes the book as funny, thought-provoking, essential. Mm-hmm. So it'd be a good read, mm-hmm. I think. And so, if you're a Shan- so if you're a fan of Shakespeare, not a fan of Shakespeare, <laughs> <laughs> check out Vinegar Girl by Anne Tyler this summer. Well, that's it for this week's hot new releases. Thank you so much, Helen, for coming in, and we'll see you again next Sunday. Yeah, same time next week. Bye bye.